0: The wonderful panelists that we have all students um, will share their own experiences we came together with some questions um, by um, everyone so they checked in and we uh, formulated some questions that we will just go over and then towards the end we'll leave 20 minutes for q a so you can all ask questions but as we are speaking if you have any burning questions, you want clarification, raise your hand and share your experiences, but also we invite everyone to be involved if you feel like sharing from your own perspectives. If you're an ally, if you're part of the community, please uh, do so, we'd love to hear from you. Um, With that, I'm just gonna introduce the amazing uh, panelists here. Uh, We have Mimi Palmer, um, pronouns they, she, their third year fashion design student. Next to Mimi, we have Candace Miller. She, her, fourth year Law and Society major. And then we have Jordan on my right. Jordan Booker, uh, they, she, third year pre-PA major. And then Nate Medina, he, him, second year pre-medical student. Uh, So these are amazing different perspectives that they are bringing in, but also, I think that two or three of you are also part of the Queer Student Union an amazing organization that do so much work on their own. A lot of times with not even much support from the institution, we'll also touch base on that and what sort of support we as faculty, but also as staff and people working here or having some sort of Levy and power can also offer that sort of support uh, for students. Um, Just to give a little context why we are Having this panel, as I mentioned earlier, it's in celebration of the LGBTQIA+ month, but also we want to, um, in a way, be in conversation about the question of coming out because the narrative of coming out has been so, in a way, racialized, whitewashed, but also cisgendered that most of the stories that are we hear about coming out it involves mostly cis gay white men of a particular class background. And so the narrative of those who are living in the margins or are marginalized in the community are left out. And so what does that mean? But also I want to um, remind ourselves that not all of people are comfortable with coming out. There are people in other parts of the world, other countries outside the U.S., that um, coming out is not Really important for them. I mean, they live and have always been queer in one way or another, but not necessarily they have to disclose their sexuality or gender to people. So it's part of certain cultures and embedded in the everyday life. Native, indigenous people in this land, who also, um, but they go by to spirit. They always were queer and 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 trans. These identities existed, uh, but the colonial powers in a way um, killed and, and, and abandoned those identities. So we want to remind ourselves of also those histories. And without so, I'm just gonna bring the question to the panelists. Uh, what is coming out or inviting and mean to you and how, has, how have you experienced that in your own journey, queer and beautiful trans journeys? And we can start with Mimi.
1: So, to me, coming out means, like, owning, like, who you are, and honestly, to me, it's, like, a liberating experience because it's, like, um, when you've you've hid your identity for a long time um, because you were afraid to be judged or disowned by your family members or friends, it, like, feels good to know that You know who you are, and you're proud about it. So, And I think inviting in means to, like, um, when you come out, there are going to be some people that accept you and some people that don't. So um, those people that don't, you can either invite them to, like, be educated more on your identity, or you can, like, distance yourself from those people so that Mm -hmm. your mental health Um, it has so that your mental health is it doesn't like get worse Mm -hmm. and you're able to like feel good about yourself yeah
0: that's beautiful to think about that there is always um, question of mental health for queer and trans people that when you come out that it gets impacted So it's, it's important to like Distinguish between when who you want to come out to or not.
2: Um, I th- I think I think at first I, I thought that coming out was really only solely for other people to know my sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like now more and more like since I feel like I came out a little late than some than most like which was probably like two years ago. Um, I think now like. I have to like learn how to be more secure with like coming out to myself and like being honest about like who I am, what I like, whom I like, the different interests that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, so right, I think right now it, it's coming out is more like finding out
0: more about myself. That's a very powerful way to put it. To coming out yourself, but also like finding out more about yourself, who you are, because we are always constantly evolving and changing. Nate, what do you think?
3: Um, so as a trans male, I feel like coming out was kind of, in a way, it felt like it was like a birth and also a death at the same time. Because it's like, I finally got to be me, like I finally get to be happy. But at the same time, it's in a way I felt like it was a death because you're not the same person who you used to be before, like you kind of stopped using like you stop using the same pronouns you stop using the name that you used to use before and also in a sense of sometimes you have people who leave your life mm-hmm. so it's a very life-changing
0: experience mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's powerful to think about the loss that people we lose in that process and people who we have to cut out as Mimi was mentioning for our own safety but also people who leave us
4: for me coming out was A very scary experience which it is like for most Um, and until like this week I didn't know what the term inviting in meant and then I Mm. looked in more to it and it's I really really like the concept of it's not you putting yourself out there for other people to accept or reject you to leave your life or to stay but you can invite them into this special part of yourself and you can just finally be honest with others. Because when you're not fully honest with yourself and others, it's kind of like you're on edge all the time. You're thinking about what you're going to say because you don't want to out yourself or put your anybody in an uncomfortable situation. So talking about inviting people in, like letting them, you get to choose to let them into your life, Mm. to let them take part in something. And I think it's just a great
5: concept
0: yeah that's amazing. I'm glad you brought the question of like choice choosing because that's often not afforded by queer and trans people It's often not offered the option uh, of choosing to come out or not and so in in that sense the concept of or the process of inviting in in know way gives that sort of agency and power back to queer and trans people whether they want to tell somebody disclose their experiences or identities with them or not, because it's not up to other people to know everything about ourselves, it's sometimes these are all very private to us and we don't want to share it with every single person. Um, And since you brought also the questions of like, different identities when we think about um, trans identities, but also Many, when we think about coming out, also centers a lot of cis white uh, people from socioeconomically well off backgrounds. Are there any other identities that you have that intersect or in a way that makes it difficult for coming out or inviting in, or also just your journeys as queer and trans people? Other identities that you have that also in a way could affect? your own journeys
2: I feel like when I like first came out to my mom I feel like in general homophobia is something that can be pretty common Mm -hmm. in the black community but it's also something that's also very celebrated but it's like like whomever you're talking to um and I was pretty fortunate to like have someone like have my mom listen to me and um not disown me which sounds super Mm. extreme but it's just the simple fact that a lot of people do feel that way and I do experience that and I'm like fortunate enough to like have that not happen to me um I do also feel like um sometimes like I have to be grateful for just that um and like sometimes I feel like my mom may not understand like where I'm coming from Mm -hmm. I guess with like talking about sexuality Um, and I wish Mm -hmm. there was just a little bit more like understanding of like wanting to just express it more Mm -hmm. Um, I mean I don't know I feel like me coming out to like my mom while yes like I'm glad that she like knows who I am and you know more about me but I just feel like a little bit vulnerable to kind of express like
0: yeah.
2: myself as like a queer person,
0: mm-hmm.
4: so it's not really something I talk to her about.
0: Oh, it's great! Yeah, the question of like the generation gap on knowledge, like how much they know, people, parents usually about gender sexuality compared to the current generation that you all are. Um, anybody else?
5: As I was growing up,
4: um, I grew up in a very white area. And I was one of two biracial students in my grade, which was actually quite large. Mm -hmm. Um, So I already experienced a lot of othering in a Mm -hmm. lot of occasions. And I already felt very singled out a lot. So I wasn't fully out in high school, I guess. I told my friends, I told people that I wanted them to know, people that cared. Um, But... I do kind of wish I could have been more open with myself in high school, but you know, it's hard. In your high school, you're still like really insecure and very vulnerable to other people's perceptions of you mm-hmm. and being a part of a minority group plus one will make things definitely a little more scary. And I just, back then, I just was not ready to put myself yeah. in that position yet. Um, but. I don't regret that i didn't because i know i had a lot on my plate then and i just kind of have to understand that that's the reason why that happened and move forward
0: what's mm-hmm. important that question of race that how that intersects with the process of coming out um, any of you, mm-hmm. you mean Nate? Um,
1: so i feel like Um, When I I came out as bisexual in seventh grade, and well as pansexual, and I came out as a lesbian last year, and I feel like ever since seventh grade when I first came out, my family was very supportive, Um, and even when I came out as a lesbian, my family was still supportive. Um, The only issue I had was with my grandma, who was very religious. Um, And it's not like she Disowns me or like Doesn't want a relationship With me anymore But it's um, She like chooses to Be quiet about it and doesn't Mm -hmm. want to talk about it Um, And also I am non-binary So I feel like As a black Femme presenting person um, People are not going to see me as Mm non-binary So And also I do identify even though I don't identify with being a woman I identify with being a black woman because I'm forced to like Mm -hmm. identify like I grew up with the experience of being a black woman Mm -hmm. even I I want to be more detached from gender Mm -hmm. Um, so I feel like at times it's like liberating to be to be able to say, oh, I'm black and I'm queer, but at the same time, it's hard when I'm already being invalidated as a black person, mm-hmm. um, and I'm also being invalidated as a black person to like people outside of the black community, and even within the black community, I'm being invalidated, even if it's not as a lesbian, but as a non-binary person, mm-hmm. because it's Harder for people in the black community to under to
0: know about different gender identities. That's a very powerful way to put it. The complexities of these experiences and how they makes it so difficult to that. Yes, we are loved in one community one way, but then we are also not loved in the other community the other way. So we have to like pick and choose and and our existences. Nate.
3: Um, so as someone. Who is puerto rican um i feel like it intersects with my identity because a lot like the majority of my family is very religious Mm -hmm. because and like they grew up very religious so when i came out it wasn't accepted like this isn't something that is like oh like this is like normal this is just something that kind of happens like no like religion says it's wrong no like It's wrong you can't do this that's why i've run into like ever since i've come out with my family is like oh like you're wrong like you're making a mistake like um you're gonna regret this someday you know that kind of thing that you grow up with of like you're going to hell for this basically Mm -hmm. yeah
0: so there yeah thank you for sharing that's another layer religion that how that intersects with The complexities of coming out and also that journey and makes it much more difficult. And sometimes we are forced to either stay away from the religion or, in a way, queer the religion in our own way as uh, a non binary person who is also Muslim myself. Like, in a way, when I tell people that, yeah, I am Muslim, I'm practicing Muslim, I have to, in a way, find myself within religion. um, It's also my Way of like queering the religion, reading the text from a very queer perspective, and not, of course, picking those things that really like makes me more peaceful than leaving the things that are not really speaking to me. Uh, so that way we can also like exist and not really abandon a part of us that might possibly make us feel safe. And I, one thing that you all also brought, I I love, uh, maybe you brought up the coming out and the aspect of like pansexual, then lesbian, non-binary, right? It also like shows that coming out is not just this one-time thing. It has people change and evolve and, and there's multiple layers to it. And also people come out constantly to different people. And so that's what I think the question of like inviting in allows us to like choose when and how not to like disclose it all the time because if like, we go from one work to another, we change cities, it's again that pressure of like, who am I gonna tell? Whether are the neighbors gonna accept me or not? What Should I put this on my job application? Should I put this on my university application or not? So all of those are like different things that a lot of people probably outside the queer and trans community would not probably think about. Um, I also want to ask a follow up question about you all. Shared something beautiful about family support that some of you like brought up like questions of mothers and grandmothers and people who have accepted or not. Are there other figures in your life, other people in your personal or social network chosen family that have shown support in this process or in this journey to all of you?
4: My family friends have all been like super supportive. And the second I came out to my mom, like she was telling like, cause I have a couple of like lesbian aunts. She was so excited to tell them and they were so excited for me and having that support was really great. Um, and all of my family's been really great um, in understanding. And I also do think that helps because like my parents are an interracial couple. Mm. So they've already faced a lot of prejudice. So like they're in no position to be prejudiced to anyone else um, but being open with family is still hard regardless because I'm not out to my grandmother and I don't know if I mm. ever will be yeah. um, not because she well I don't know truthfully if she will be supportive or not she has known gay people in her life and she's spoken nicely of them yeah. but there's so often people hear their parents being nice to people in the queer community but the second they come out it's a whole nother story Mm -hmm. and i don't want to add that pressure (laughs) to my life um and i'm okay and comfortable with just sharing it with those who i know are happy for me Mm -hmm. and support me regardless
0: yeah that's that's very true like people usually like are okay to like dance with other queer kids but when their own kid comes out it's like, oh, this. I don't want them in my family. <laughs> Any,
3: yeah. Yeah, like I can definitely say I, I definitely had that experience like following up on what Jordan said about like being okay with other queer people but then when you have someone who's related to you yeah. like not accepting it because like I've, like there's a lot of people in my family who have gay friends mm-hmm. but then as soon as it was me oh, that's not right. Um, but going back to the original question of um, having family who's accepting of you, I'm very lucky that I have my uncle who has accepted me since day one. And I'm very lucky that as I've gotten a little bit older and now that I'm more independent in college, I'm beginning to grow my, my um, oh, man. My chosen family, mm-hmm. sorry. I've been able to grow my chosen family and find friends who are extremely supportive of who I am.
0: Yeah, I think it's usually the chosen family that like holds us in, in, in love and in care and celebrates us, and like and even when we are messy or when we are happy. Candice?
2: Um, so, I think out of every... Body in like I guess my circle whether it be family, friends or like whomever I think I felt more comfortable and open to talk to my friends about myself and like about like my queer identity um, and that's mainly because I don't feel as much pressure to um, explain myself mm-hmm. um, more than the pressure that I it's, it's less pressure that I feel um that then I would feel with like my family I already put a lot of pressure on myself to like explain my identity and kind of like I don't know like I think I'm so rigid with identity whether it be like with race also with sexuality like when I was finally able to like come to terms with my sexuality and come out it was like okay well what am I um Mm. and I do not know (laughs) like (laughs) at all um but I, I think I had like um, a group of friends and still do have a group of friends where like, I'm okay to like also say like, I, this is like what I like, this is what I think I am. Um, and then like that change another day and then it go back, you know, like, cause mm-hmm. it, it's just something that I'm trying to find out or, and figure out. But I, I do think that my friends have allowed me to kind of like move within that
0: Yeah, that's a beautiful thing to like, that's the very beautiful queer thing to know that things change and you don't, we don't have to like be this or that and be so rigid, tomorrow we might be something else. Mm -hmm. And so accepting all of those uh, growths are part of the queerness.
1: Another thing that brings me joy is like love,
5: Mm.
0: like
1: being in a relationship with a woman, I just love women. They make me
0: happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah that's beautiful. It's like uh, when I was like living in Kabul as a queer kid, like I always got like catcalled, but bullied, like on the streets. I went back last year, like I said, oh, I love women, and I was like, oh, I love men, because I walked the same streets and I got was like being still catcalled, but this time I was like fully myself, I enjoyed it. I was like, oh, I still get it. Like, They still like want my number. <laughs> so it was that joy, even now when it happens, I'm like, oh, this is nice. Um, so with that, we also, last question before we open it to question, um, we have, yes. Um, how do you want this institution, but also the people who are in this room, faculty and people who are in the support staff, to better help and support queer and trans people on campus um, overall. Like, anything that is possibly bothering you or you want us to do more. Uh, I mean, we haven't done much, but like, what we can do.
4: I feel like the small things are like, really helpful. Like, if somebody tells you their pronouns or Mm. their identity, just like, accept it, learn it, and like, move on because some people are not great with pronouns. Yeah. Some people aren't even interested in learning about your pronouns. And I feel like if you're an ally and somebody tells you like, yeah, like my pronouns are like they, she, like ask questions if you have questions in like a respectful way, but just like accept that like that's their truth and therefore the truth. Mm-hmm. Like that is what it is and just be good with it and move on. And I feel like on a university level um, I feel like certain professors could definitely include a lot more like queer either queer history Mm -hmm. or just information about queer people because queer people exist in all spaces and they have existed in all spaces for like forever and so there's certain classes where if you're going to talk about all these dead white guys, you can throw <laughs> in a queer person. Like you can, you can include them in the conversation because I guarantee you they've made an impact somewhere. And just even accepting that like, mm-hmm. yeah, they exist and they have helped push the society forward it would be super helpful and super mm-hmm. um,
0: heartwarming. Yeah, that's important to have those ideals that we have and share in class. Mimi?
1: Um, I definitely agree with Jordan when you said um, like incorporating queer history into our curriculum like the world like society as we know it today would not be the same without queer people, without people of color, without mm-hmm. trans people. Mm-hmm. Like so many trans people and queer people in history have made it have like built the path for, other people to like make changes and I also I personally think Jefferson well East Falls campus I don't know about Center City campus but I think they do a good job with like allowing us to change our pronouns and preferred names Um, Mm -hmm. and with like being like hosting events for queer people people of color um, I do think that they should do a better job with um, funding the diversity clubs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because we really aren't able to like do as much as we want to do for the queer students on campus and for like other marginalized communities on campus without the proper funding
0: mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah that's important because I see you all are doing so much and it's like so that it needs labor, a lot of queer labor goes unpaid and it shouldn't. Candace?
2: Um I think I'm just like agreeing with like everyone on the couch. Um also like this is I mean we've had like plenty of round tables, but like this is the first round table that I've known like for there to be like fully about like queer people and like mm-hmm. what they go through in their life. Um and I think like making that like I mean, I know Mimi has done a lot of advertisement, yeah. like, like, just, like, getting it out there. Um, maybe the school, like, also helping with that advertisement and, mm-hmm. like, letting more professors know about it because, like, I mean, at the end of the day, like, they're teaching a lot of, like, queer and trans people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they should know, like, who's talking because, like, the, the same people that, like, is talking on this couch is, like... The same people that's in their classes yeah, and mm-hmm. I think if they were to like understand that more or not even understand it just be aware of that it's something that like they're going to need to not deal with but it's something that they're going to need to like deal with and in, mm-hmm. in, in for lack of a better word except yeah. It, like yeah like you need to see me because I'm sitting like second row and, <laughs>
0: yeah it's very true yeah because yeah making those connections and connecting the faculty with the students at all different spaces is very important. Nate?
3: Yeah, I agree with what everyone has said, Um, but something that comes to mind that I wish was a little bit more known, so it is easy to change your your name like in banner so that way it shows up like on your email like as the name you want, however The problem that I had last year and some other trans people that I I know had last year is when you type in your email address, it still has your debt name in it. Mm. And there's a way of changing it, but I didn't know that there was a way of changing it. Like, I wasn't told that, and I just wish that was something that was, like, more known is, like, hey, like, we could put, like, we could put it so that way, like, it comes up, like, as your name, like, when you type in your email address... But then this is, like, also how you change your actual email address. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like, in a way, like, you still have people finding out your dead name. Because when they type your name in for your email, it, like, automatically pops up. Yeah. So... It's a
0: very, very violent thing to do, like, for them, like, yeah. not sharing that information, which is so important. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry that that happens still. I feel like
4: another thing is the university because could... Yeah, amplify these kinds of things that talk about queer people, but also sponsor more like queer acceptance, because there's a very wide variety of students on campus. Mm -hmm. um, And some of those students may not be the most accepting of queer people or welcoming of queer people. And it's hard to go to a campus and know that there is like certain people that are still going to make you feel like not unsafe, but just unwelcomed. Mm-hmm. And I feel like some of that is just due to ignorance because people yeah. are from all over the place where they don't know much about queer mm-hmm. people. Um, and if there was just more teaching done by the university about queer people and not othering them, but including them and just, yeah, we're all people, these people are just people too, yeah. um, could help people feel a lot more welcomed and safe on campus. And A little goes a long way, just mm-hmm. people understanding what pronouns are because there's a shocking number of people that are like, I don't have pronouns, and it's like... <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, I'm a boy, My, I go by he, and then I'm like, okay, that's a pronoun. And they're like, no. <laughs>
5: it, no, that's important. Like thing. also, it
0: shouldn't be left to queer and trans people to educate others, which Candace said that, oh, this is about queer and trans people. Because it's oftentimes then half of the conversation like is left about allies. It's like allies should just learn on their own. Like we don't have to like all the time in our conversation make space for them while we never exist in their conversations or they just come and go in our lives. Um, So with that, opening it up to questions, we can take a few questions. You can ask to anyone or to incredibly
3: impressed with your candor and how open you are. And I was wondering if any of your groups, whether it's formal or informal, has a mentoring element to it. Because I'm sure there's a lot of people on campus who want to come out or have come out or is not as self-assured as you folks are who need someone to talk to who's been through that. And I was wondering, do you do that? Have you thought about doing that?
2: I feel like it's more informal, like, Mimi's helped me a lot, and I
4: don't think they realize that. But, um, I don't
0: know. But if the university pays you, right? Because it shouldn't be a free labor that you have to (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm like, that's another extra labor to ask (laughs) for. We should mentor ourselves.
4: I feel like having a mentor kind of, what's it called, program would be really Mm -hmm. great and really helpful, um, and I hope that it's something that the university could take seriously yeah. and lead on and it wouldn't just be up to us because if it's up to like the Queer Student Union and just the students, it's not very organized or likely to be seen through. Um, but if the university helps and sponsors this, that would be great.
0: Yeah, or like pay certain hours. yeah, like, oh, yeah you can be like, I don't know, like volunteers but still paid, but mentors who are being paid to do that sort of labor. Because a lot of times queer and trans labor, especially of students, are always just like unpaid in many spaces, and it's not fair. Any other questions anyone has, or wants to share your own experience? I mean,
5: just to add on to that, there is like, a crisis line thing that is run I, I don't know why it wouldn't be possible to make something like that but with a space for queer students because like that's entirely student run mm-hmm. and like there's training and stuff that goes into that and it's a very like legit thing so I didn't even know t- about that I didn't, yeah. I didn't know about it until like last year because they were trying to find more volunteers to do that but like yeah Yes. So, an actual question. So, um, first off, I will introduce myself as M because I'm not out to my family and friends. Like, well, a lot of my friends here, but like, not all of them back home. Um, She, her, and I'm bi. At least that's how I would describe it to other people. But um, basically, like, I know that a lot of you guys touched on this, but as someone who is like definitely in the mindset of like I invite in people into my identity depending on the spaces like even if it's like a class like depending on the type of class and like whether I feel comfortable and like safe um, especially because I think being by there's a lot of like even within the community a lot of like negative mm-hmm. stereotypes and perceptions about like who you are as a person. <laughs> um, like, do you have any advice for, like, how to just, even with yourself, just get over, like, the anxieties about, like, being yourself in spaces and not just, like, code-switching, like, not even in a racial way, just in a, like, queer way. Just constantly code-switching just to, like, make yourself fit into a space instead of, like, trying to make the actuals like... I don't know, make the space, like, a thing for you. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. (laughs) It's really
4: hard to just accept yourself for you. (laughs) Like, it's something that even I struggle with to this day. Um, But honestly, it takes time. And having friends that support you,
5: um,
4: just watching queer media, like, consuming queer media, reading things, reading stories... Um, books also helps me out a lot it just it helps remind you that you are not weird for being queer you are not um, like an abnormality like you are a normal person and you are allowed to exist in whatever space you exist in just like everybody else and it really just takes a lot of just like recognizing the like harmful thoughts in your head and combating them with no I'm allowed to be here I'm allowed to be queer and I'm allowed to exist and I am better because of it and it just takes time to really level with that part of yourself and it doesn't go away always for everyone forever but you become aware of it you're able to combat it and you will end up feeling a lot more comfortable in yourself.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a thing that I've never like even like mastered myself um but i would agree with like what jordan said i I think you just need to like reflect on like the things that you say like how you are amongst people and if it makes you like physically uncomfortable or whatever the case may be maybe there's like something to like reflect reflect on like am i truly like happy like being myself am I truly happy like saying this even though I may want to say something different my mind's telling me I should say something different so whomever it is may not like view me in a certain way but like I, I think it's just like after every like it sounds so tires- tiresome but like after, like maybe after social interactions like ask yourself if you like were, would you like be proud to like be that way forever you know like were you proud like and how you presented yourself were you, were you like true and honest with what you wanted to do and like it's hard like it's easier said than done but like it kind of like allows you to like understand like how you want to be like the most authentic you I don't know if that makes sense
1: um, <clears throat> I think surround yourself with queer people mm-hmm. like this to not, to make yourself, like, <laughs> <laughs> feel less like an, an outcast, be around people who are like you. um. So you can, like, basically what Jordan was saying, like, you're normal. Like, this is, being queer is not rare. Like, even back in the day, like, being queer was a thing. Even if it wasn't, like, they didn't have the language to, like, Identify what certain things were. But um, I will also say, like, first your safety comes first. But um, also, um, like, I remember, like, Kais was saying something about, um, like, when you apply for jobs and being anxious about whether to put your identity or not. I feel like, um, when you feel safe, go into the situation like being your 100% authentic self. And if people, if like that job doesn't accept you or if people don't wanna be your friend or don't wanna talk to you, that's not really the job or the person for you. Like um, Mm -hmm. obviously safety comes first, but if you're in a safe enough situation where you can feel comfortable telling someone your identity and they don't accept that part of you, that's not the person that you want to be around. So just be around people that make you feel normal and make you feel safe.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's not usually like on you as a person that makes space for everyone. We always do. And that's what, like, as queer and racialized people, we always like, have to like, shrink ourselves in certain spaces, whether not to take more space. But take more space <laughs> because that's how like we can exist, as Jordan was saying. And also like surrounding yourself with choosing not to that can sometimes not be a choice for us because we're always surrounded sometimes with people who are not queer. Uh, but also like for me personally, I the moment I know somebody's not like welcoming or in a way fully accepting all of me, I just like cut them off, I don't interact. And that also comes, I think, I couldn't do this when I was younger. So it also comes with like, now that I'm older, I can do that or have that privilege of like cutting people off or not engaging with them. But it's possible sometimes that like, especially if they're friends and people like that we come in social circles around with, because it's not worth it at times that we constantly have to shrink ourselves. Uh, for them to accept us or to see us. Any other questions we have?
6: Not a question, but I kind of wanted to talk about that too because I was in a fairly similar situation where I was out to my friends, but not necessarily to my family. I'm still not out to my mom. Mm -hmm. Um, And it got to the point where I would, like had said, I surrounded myself with uh, queer people. I made friends with um, a lot of other queer people and it became such a normalized part of my life I felt more comfortable with myself and then I would bring my queer friends around my family and I'd be like this is my friend, they use they them pronouns this is my friend they are lesbian or they're pansexual and this is what that means um, and it became more normalized to the point where I'm not necessarily a f- like code switching anymore as you put it, where I'm fully myself around my family I just didn't give my mom my label I didn't tell her like oh I'm pansexual she just sees me as me right now and I don't think I'll have to tell her unless I start dating someone other than a man (laughs) (laughs) but um when that time comes I probably will tell her but it got built up to that point where you kind of slowly bring that lifestyle around the people that you do eventually want to know what like you want them to know your identity but i guess like easing into it probably you know it's the idea of letting people in rather than coming out
0: and sometimes you also don't come out like i'm married but my family has no idea so it's been six years now um and so it's like For us, like as an immigrant, as somebody who's like queer, person of color, I also know their position, where they come from, like they're not here, they also like have a very different place in terms of like where they live and what, how they can process this. And I've totally accepted that they still love me, doesn't mean that anything, because a lot of the forces in the West would tell me otherwise, that if your family doesn't accept you, they don't love you. I know they love me, but also I, don't know, I know for sure that this is very private to me and they don't have to know this part of me. And so in so many ways they show that they love me, but also I don't want to share this part of me with them because what if I lose them? And for us, sometimes that becomes the only safety and it's okay not to be out. It's okay to have also these multiple lives and layers in different places that we have to disclose ourselves. You had a question or any other thoughts? Yes, Kwanji.
7: Yeah, so as um, someone you know, um, not um, a member of the community, um, I, I don't know if I even qualify um, as an ally. So that's something I want to ask. Um, so you guys talk a lot about you know, um, the right to exist, right? Mm-hmm. So how and, and not feeling comfortable um, around certain people, so as um, somebody not from the community, how can we, besides you know, respecting your pronouns and your preferred names, um, what else do um, you think um, you know we can do um, to qualify as an ally, mm-hmm. to show support, to tell you guys you can feel comfortable around, um, as well just me I can't say for other people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how can we you know send out that signal, right? And, and you know um hopefully you know et- we can also educate others as well right um, mm-hmm. so yeah h- how do we qualify um as an ally
0: that's a very important question mm-hmm. anybody wants to share there's
4: a lot of things that you can do <clears throat> And none of them have to be, like, big grand gestures. Unless, like, you want to do that, that's all on you. We'll be happy. Yeah. (laughs) I'll accept whatever.
0: Throw Uh, a drag show for us. (laughs) But
4: uh, just, like, I feel like people who are queer often feel weird for being, like, different than everybody else. So just accepting, like, they're talking about, like, oh, yeah, my partner, like just be like oh yeah that's cool like ask more questions be like a normal person in a normal conversation because even I've had conversations when I'm talking about like a girl I'm seeing all of a sudden the entire conversation is about my queerness not about the fact that I'm seeing someone and I'm happy about (laughs) it Um, it's more just following, treating them like any other person um, as well as Surrounding yourself with other queer people, Mm -hmm. also you just naturally fall into the group of just being a good friend Because being an ally is just being a good friend and a good person um, Which a lot of people already know how to do Um, So it's just Respecting your friends and making sure that like they don't feel like Another like the third option or some weird Person or thing they're just a normal person who live their normal lives and you get to be a part of them and you get to support them and just be happy for them when they talk about queer media because i have a lot of friends when i talk about like the shows that i watch they're just like clearly not interested (laughs) and it's just just try just because like you try to be interested in the things that your friends like I pretend to be interested in sports for my dad <laughs> <laughs> like, if you can do that you can pretend to care about like Heartstopper on Netflix which is a great yes. show which yes. is fabulous <laughs> um, but it's just putting in the effort and just being a good friend and a good
5: person yeah. beautiful yeah. Right?
3: yeah like I definitely think like uh I agree with everything that Jordan said and additionally don't assume that everyone in the community is the same um, but, in, but something in addition to that is when it comes to politics like if you hear about something that like is coming out like some kind of like piece of legislation even just supporting that is like good allyship like if there's a vote about some kind of Bill some kind of like anti-trans or homophobic bill that like is possibly going to be passed. Like even going out and like protesting that, voting against it. I mean, always vote. But like <laughs> still like just going out and like making sure that just because it doesn't affect you, like still get involved in that. I guess.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I. I- I really, like, appreciate, like, social social interactions with, like, just anybody. Um, so maybe, like, not walking on eggshells.
7: Because
2: mm-hmm. a lot of times, like, I don't know, like, once you tell somebody something, it kind of, like you said, becomes the main focus and the main topic. And, like, I'm fine and okay and more than willing to talk about, like, being queer and,
4: like, and not just
2: men. But, like, um, I don't know. Sometimes, like... When, like, I think straight people make that a focus um, automatically, it can be kind of like, like I don't know, it kind of, like like you said, it, uh, like it makes you an other, it makes you feel more... I think, um, yeah. Exactly. It, it makes just you all feel... all I am, yeah. Yeah, like, it's like you don't kind of see me for the person I am. Mm-hmm. You see me as, as this, like, mythical person that... Who I date and who I sleep Exactly, yeah. <laughs> when it's like, they be doing the same stuff, just yeah. different... People, so mm.
5: um,
1: yeah, I agree with everyone. Um, I also think that, like, just by you being here, and that's mm-hmm. you being an ally. Like, mm-hmm. you said you don't identify with the LGBTQ community, but and you're also not going up to like random queer people and, and is like, educate me
0: take it's okay to
1: ask questions but realize that it's not on queer people to educate you um also what candace was saying like don't walk on eggshells like um if you misgender somebody like obviously correct yourself and like but don't make it a a big deal Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. further separates you from like the queer person that you're talking to like just Mm -hmm. treat them like a normal like a normal person like for me personally I like if someone used she pronouns when I feel like I want they pronouns and they mess up it's like Treat it like you mispronounce my name. Like mm-hmm. you, it's just mm-hmm. treat queer people normally. Like make queer friends. Don't purposely make queer friends. <laughs> <because they're laughs> friends like, you know, treat it normally like queer people are people. Just they like the same gender or they're trans or, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for coming and I think We've gone like 10, 11 minutes over, and these queer and trans people are now tired. So, (laughs) shop is closed. (laughs) So thank you so much, and stay connected with all of us, and um, please, as all the suggestion came in, so as allies, as people who are part of the community, interact and connect with us, and other queer and trans people on campus, but also elevate and celebrate the community in whatever way you can.